0: Base
1: football. Here are your hosts, the taco slayer for Hey, an MLS card guy, Chris. Ho oh, ho, welcome into the So Rare in the States podcast. MLS is back, and so is the chaos that we all love. Week one is done, so hey, let's overreact. Chris, the MLS Card Guy, with me as here as always. And we're bringing you another special guest, an MLS writer working over at SBI Soccer. Clearly they're doing great things we just keep bringing them to you. Larry Henry Jr. Didn't mess it up. Welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Um, glad to be here. Uh, obviously excited to overreact about MLS week one. And um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, eager to break it all down.
0: Yeah, so as we kind of get into it here, I guess just give us a little bit of your kind of background and a little bit about SBI. Um, I know you guys do some some pretty cool stuff, and I've been following you guys for a while. Um, but for those people that that maybe don't uh, know what you guys are, just give us a little bit of a, a background about, you know, you kind of personally, and, as well as the, uh, the stuff that you guys cover.
2: Yeah, so um, obviously I've been with SBI now since about February. Yeah, it's still February, so about uh, since February 2017. Um, so it's almost seven years now. Um, kind of flew by like that. So yeah. uh, I felt like the, when I uh, joined, there was about probably about six or seven of us at the time. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of things happen in the journalism, uh, field throughout the pandemic. So we, yeah. um, we had some people shift into different roles, some people go into new careers. Um, so mainly right now it's, uh, myself and, and, uh, two other staff writers Uh, I'll give them a shout out, Justin Ruderman and uh, Fabian rankle. And uh, they're doing, yeah, they're doing great, great stuff for us um, out on the, uh, out on the West coast. Um, That's probably why I don't hear from them until like uh, (laughs) when I'm ready to go to bed, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, SBI has been great. Um, uh, You know, we do a lot of stuff on Americans abroad, um, the U S men's and women's national teams, Uh, And then obviously MLS, right? Um, You know, that's the big, uh, probably the biggest thing we do uh, outside of the Americans abroad. Um, And and I've been fortunate to do a lot with them uh, over the last seven years. Go to U.S. men's games, go to women's games, go to a couple MLS cups. Um, Got to watch my uh, local Philadelphia Union lose in dramatic (laughs) fashion. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man to LAFC uh in the same weekend that the Philadelphia Phillies lost the World Series. Yeah. Um, so it was a it was a brutal kind of and the Eagles. And yeah. the Eagles. X- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a brutal kind of two days um in LA. But uh it was awesome yeah. to be there and then come home and cry into a pillow for about a couple of weeks. But uh yeah, no, it's been great. SBI, we do a lot of a great stuff and um and then obviously uh you know I freelanced a couple other places, MLS soccer did some stuff for some of the outlets overseas, um, London times. And, uh, you know, so it's been been pretty awesome to kind of watch the popularity in soccer here in yeah. the U S kind of go up, 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 uh, as we get closer to 2026, uh, yeah. coming yeah, baby. So it's, coming. it's, um, yeah, it's been, been awesome. And, um, obviously can't, uh, can't thank everyone enough for the support over the last seven years
0: i'm uh i'm interested because you talked about the philly lafc game and our uh, our old co-host was lucky enough to be out at that one i had to work that day so i wasn't able to make it out um but he was able to go out to that we we went to the this most recent one in columbus both of us um so it's it's been great to get to some of these games and see some of these finals i'm interested you've you've obviously covered a ton of soccer uh what what's the one that sticks out in your mind, like that one atmosphere, that one game that was just unlike anything else.
1: Yeah,
2: it's, uh, there's a lot, right? Um, yeah, you know, I've been to probably more Philadelphia Union games covering more than anything just because of proximity. Um, and I just remember, I think there was a lot of great games down in Subaru Park. Um, you know, people think Philadelphia Union, right? They're going to be in the smack dab of Philadelphia, and they're actually not. They're no. uh, they're about twenty five minutes further south on I ninety five in Chester, um, and then you're about you have the Commodore Barry Bridge there. It takes you right into New Jersey, where I you know I grew up in New Jersey. Now I live in Pennsylvania. So, um, but uh, looking back on it, right, I've been I've been the three MLS Cups. Um, the one probably I think that kind of sticks out the most was um, I'm trying to think. It was twenty. I forget the year. It was. I think 2017 or 18 when Atlanta United beat Portland. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And that I always, I always forget the year, but it was, it was awesome. It was my first MLS cup. Um, and obviously, right. You had the Atlanta United kind of uh, star studded team, right. With Joseph Martinez, Miguel Almarone, um, you know, Tata Martino on the sidelines. Russell Darlington Julian Magby. Yeah, Nagby, uh, Gressel. Uh, I'm pretty sure Miles Robinson was, was Barco on that team. Barco was, I believe, yes, on the team. Um, Miles Robinson, I think, was maybe only a year or two into his MLS Crazy. career. Um, uh, Brad Guzan, Michael Parkhurst. Um, I still have a pretty funny photo on my f- phone of taking a kind of a photo in the press conference room. And, um, I think Michael Parkhurst and Brad Guzan, who were probably a couple drinks in at that point um <laughs> both caught me in the act of taking a picture so um uh yeah so wasn't pretty oh, discreet man. about it but uh that was that was probably the best atmosphere right because atlanta united always had a kind of a yeah. packed stadium um it was a dome so all that energy kind of just stayed in and um outside of that i think i was also at the the World Cup qualifier, um, U.S. men's national team against Costa Rica, uh, was in Columbus. And, um, that was, I think, also a great atmosphere, right? Because it was a new stadium. Um, yeah. World Cup qualifying, obviously a different animal, right? Compared, you know, compared to MLS Cup. And, yeah. um, that was the game where Costa Rica took a lead, I think, like five minutes into the game. And, uh, the U.S. had to kind of battle back. Serginho Dess had a really great individual goal. And, uh, they ended up winning 2-1, um, which was obviously important, right, because, uh, you know, home results are are always key. So, um, yeah, I, I just think Columbus is a great soccer city, and they definitely turned out, showed up on that night uh, for, for the U.S. So those two probably top two in my uh, top two, you
1: know, up here. Yeah. Oh, World Cup qualifiers is something else. Luckily, being in Orlando, we get a lot of them. So, US soccer loves here, which uh, they just announced USA and uh, Brazil. So, Oof. hoping to get tickets So, if anybody's listening, huh? Help me out here. <laughs> but uh <laughs> real quick, everybody's here cuz they want to know which players you got to buy. It's uh, we're going to overreact, right? We're going to talk a lot about players, you know some we yeah. don't, Larry. We'll we'll kind of bring you into the sober universe a little bit, kind of show you some scores, see what you feel, because it doesn't always translate right now. Sometimes it looks like they're doing great on the field, and then you look at their scores, and you're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, real quick, I want to shout out everybody that's here. J. Vic here, James Johnson, FPL veteran, all of y'all coming out, supporting the show, doing all that. So, Larry, I need your help here, because Chris has been talking about this forever, right? We're going to get right into the sauce. All right. This guy has been defending Toronto all offseason when everybody was doubting, and then he watched him play one game. And he just won't stop. Here we go. Bandwagon time. Give me Toronto.
0: Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear what you think of Toronto first before I I jump in.
1: Uh,
2: Me? Um, Toronto, right? Um, Yeah, I just think. So, obviously, it's a big season for them. Um, John Herdman coming in. um, You know, obviously, that experience with the Canadian team. Uh, I think it was a, a really good hire. Um, I, I do like John Herman and what he brings, um, kind of his energy, right? He's one of those guys that um will kind of say anything and and uh back his players. Um, you know, we've seen that with the Canadian team. And uh overall, I think week one, right? You want to get off to a good good note. Um, I think getting a point in Cincinnati is is yeah. crucial. Um, not many teams did that last year. And I don't think a lot of teams are going to do that this year as well. Um, But overall, I think there's so much, there's so much talent in the squad, right? You got, you know, Insigne, um, you know, uh, going through Larray, Richie Larray just came back. bernardeschi still there. Uh, Osorio, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Johnson just got his 100th clean sheet in MLS, you know, his long career. Um, and then you, you have a lot of younger players, right? Some guys that, you know, played with TFC two over the last couple of years, you know, um, Kobe Franklin, uh, Coelho in the midfield, um, you know, Petrella. So I, I think that, uh, Toronto definitely is, um, they're going to do better than last year. Uh, I'll yeah. say that. I think you have in and Bernardeschi, just those two in general, like you should just be a better team. And I know they were there last year, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on, you know, coaching changes and everything. Um, I think this is the year where they kind of turn it around. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to compete for supporter shield or top four in the East, but I do think they'll be in the mix for the, for the playoffs, uh, in the East this season.
0: See, I, I think you yeah. nailed it when you said had coaching group. changes and you said John Herdman, and you started with that. Um, because I think that's the key, right? John Herdman, I have a lot of respect for with the Canadian national team, Um, comes into Toronto and now has the entire offseason to get these guys to buy in. And from what I saw on Sunday, they were bought in, right? And was flying around. He was doing his thing. I don't think he had his, his best game ever, um but he was clearly a lot more bought in than he was last year and let's not forget at the beginning of last year everyone was like this is the super team this is the team that's going to win the supporter shield it's the same team like if not they're better because they've added like kevin long is in the back which is huge um which i I think that was kind of their their bugaboo last year is not having sean john available for a lot of games Um, and then just kind of defensively in general Asorio um, missed a bunch of games so I'm really interested to see Asorio this year as they push him a little higher up the field um, and then really the one that stood out to me was Flores I thought Flores had a huge game uh, on Sunday he was all over the place Um, you can see his scores is, is basically third best it looks like in this game uh, behind Kip Keller and Miles Robinson also shout out Kip Keller who I own a super rare of you uh, know he, he had a rough go in Austin but um, since he was really high on him in that draft, and I know a lot of people thought they were going to pick Keller over Celentano, Um, and then they ended up going with Salentano, which was a, a fabulous decision. And now they've got Kip Keller too, so kind of worked out there. But as far as Toronto goes, um, I think they still need a number nine, right? I think they still need somebody who's going to put the ball in the back of the net consistently. But I see a lot of depth in the midfield i see a lot of talent like top end talent um a goalkeeper that can stand on his head and if they get buy-in and they really want to try like i could see and you said you don't think they're going to compete for the supporter shield i i don't know if they can really compete for supporter shield just because there's some other really good teams in this league but i do think they'll get a home playoff game i think that's where i'm putting them it's kind of like three four ish in the eastern conference so um I've got I've, I've got a lot of eggs in that basket and they've got some dudes coming off the bench you mentioned Kobe Franklin Jaquil Marshall Ruddy was maybe the top prospect in North America a couple of years ago he's still here he's still on the bench he still plays for them um so yeah I I just I love the talent I love the depth I just I'm all aboard the Toronto hype train right now and uh Jorge you can you can rain on my parade if you want but I'm, I'm I'm here for it like they couldn't do anything on the road and they go on the road to the best team in the league last year, a team that no no one was able to get points off them in Cincinnati last year, and they earned a point.
1: If not, they should have won. But they're not the same team, and you want to talk overreaction. I don't think Cincinnati's the same team. I don't think they get attacked. They've been in, CC, in CCC, almost said CCL. I didn't. CCC, <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, yeah, Toronto had something to prove. They wanted to come out. They came out hot. Yes, I will say watching Richie Larea like 100% I was like I need to own this guy in silver 100% yes just the way that he affected the game He's and that's back. just one more piece that takes a little bit away from Insignia from Bernadeschi that's lets everybody else Osorio like you can't cover everybody and throwing Richie Larea into the mix does do really good for them but again I get for hype, but again Cincinnati a little wishy-washy in the air too so maybe it made him look a little bit better maybe it didn't um but Cincinnati's defense is really good, right? And and I think that's yes. the biggest thing. And I think that's what's going to save Cincinnati a lot this year. Is a uh, how do you feel about the Miles Robinson acquisition? And uh, is it is this going to work? Because he was a little shaky last year coming back from that injury. But uh, it's probably going to be the one thing that they have holding on to until they can learn how to score, huh?
2: Yeah, I think that obviously that was the the talk of the off season, right? It was where. Miles Robinson was going to end up, whether it was going to be in Europe, whether it was going to be back with Atlanta United and um, he ends up going to Cincinnati. Right. And kind of filling a, you know, filling kind of a a hole in the defense. Um, you know, they had Ian Murphy, they had Matt Miazga. Um, obviously, you know, Nick Haglin got, got injured at the end of, you know, near the end of last season. So they definitely needed defensive help. Um, and I think it was a big signing for Cincinnati. Right. they, Kind of shows that they still want to kind of solidify that back line and be a, a tough team to break down. Um, he did have some kind of shaky moments in that opening game against Toronto. Um, but overall, I, I expect him to kind of be that leader in the back. Um, you know, they're going to, you know, they played three center backs uh, on Sunday, right? Kip Keller was in there as well, who they acquired from Austin FC. Um, and uh, overall, I think Miles Robinson is definitely going to um, help this unit. Um, you know, in terms of not conceding a lot of goals. Um, And and obviously, like you said, uh, Jorge with the Champions Cup, you know, they have this tournament, whether or not they have the Open Cup, we'll see. Um, You have the Leagues Cup. Um, So there's a lot of games uh, to be played, even if you take the Open Cup out. I mean, if they make a good run in Champions Cup, you know, there's some great games, obviously. Season started a little bit earlier than expected. Um, then you have the leagues cup, you know, you expect them to probably make a decent run in that as well. So, um, you're going to need depth. And I, I think that miles Robinson definitely will, will help this group. Um, but you know, my biggest question is, uh, and I think you kind of said it earlier was, can they attack consistently, right? You lose Brandon Vasquez, you lose Barriel. Um, you know, you still have, you know, the reigning MVP and, and Lucho Acosta, um, you bring in some people, Corey Baird uh, Pavel Buka, uh, from abroad. Um, so hopefully they can help, but, uh, you know, Sergio Santos at the top, uh, isn't really convincing me. Um, <laughs> and obviously you have Bupenza, you know, who was on the bench. Um, you know, he was a big signing. Um, so we'll, we'll see how they go, but, uh, I don't know. It, I think, you know, Bupenza is going to be the guy that's going to be the, you know, leading attacker. And then you have Corey Baird who had a, a good season last year. Um, but they're not Brandon Vasquez.
0: Or Barrial, and, and I think you yeah. nailed that. Like, or- Orleano, I mean, I thought he had a decent game, but um was definitely not the same. And and Kubo just didn't look at it. I don't know. He looked very out of place to me playing wing back. So I wasn't in love with that one. Uh, the one person we haven't mentioned on Cincinnati is Wobodo, which I think he is the key. Like, as long as he's in there... They're never giving up goals. Like, they have so much (laughs) center back depth and they have Nuoboto in front. Like, you're just never going to score on them. So, um, as long as he's playing, I think they always have a chance. Lucho Acosta, obviously, they always have a chance. But Lucho does need help. I watched for years in DC where he had no help. They got him Wayne Rooney for like half a season. They were like so good. And then, you know, Lucho, I think Lucho left before Rooney did. I I can't remember exactly. But um, I watched a lot of, um, I'm trying to think who was even on that team yamil Saad was like one of the best attackers on those teams and it was like goodness gracious guys like get this man some help he's trying his heart out um so yeah he, he'll be there but can they get anybody else to work with him? and again i think cincinnati will be fine um will they will they rack up 69 points again this year i i highly doubt that but um i think they'll be you know contending for a home playoff spot again um I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this one up to you as, as the guest, you can kind of you can kind of pick where, where do we go next? Like what other games do you want to talk about? What else did you see from this weekend?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of games on the schedule, right? Um, yeah. you know, I think there was some, you know, just kind of picking some results. I mean, you know, Portland getting off to a good start, I think, was crucial. I mean, albeit it was the Colorado Rapids who, <laughs> even though they did acquire um, you know, like Ten percent of U.S. men's national team pool players <laughs> uh, this offseason. season. Um, they're still the Colorado Rapids, and they still have a lot to a lot to prove, right? Um, I think the biggest game, uh, you know, that kind of stood out for me was uh, was DC United picking up the win over New England, right? Yeah. Um, right, go. DC United, a team that obviously has kind of struggled, right, the last couple seasons. You know, coaching changes. We'll we'll, we'll keep that term. Uh, in for this segment too, right? A lot of moving and shaking. You know, you have uh, Wayne Rooney, you have Lasada, now you have Troy Lesen. Um and uh, and overall, I think it was a good good performance. Obviously, the red card uh, to Veroni definitely gave DC some yeah, it changed the you know game. some yeah, it changed the game for sure. But you know, Christian Benteke with the hat trick, you know, that's what he was brought here for—is to score goals, get right. back to playing like the Christian Benteke of old, right? Like we, I really haven't seen a consistent Benteke since his Aston Villa days. Uh, I mean, when you look at it, right. Liverpool didn't work out. Some other spots didn't work out. Um, You know, he gets three goals. That's great for him. Uh, You know, player of the match day uh, with MLS and um, overall a good three points for DC United. Um, You know, what'd you guys think about that? So, I said I got takes, right, Jorge?
1: Oh, oh man,
2: this was oh, what I was just, talking about. Did
1: you guys like plan this without like letting no, me know? Like, no, let, let me it like, up. On me the up the I was time. like,
0: my God, this is beautiful. I love this. Um, so I'm uh, just background. I'm a DC guy. I used to work for DC United, so I followed them for years, ever since the the Rooney Acosta days. Um, so Benteke is a very specific type of player, right? He's not going to create his own shots. He's not going to create opportunities. He's going to be in the box and he's going to score goals if you can get him the ball in the box, right? That's what he does. Um this team that they've put together understands that finally. They have guys that can <laughs> actually get him the ball in the box, which is amazing. Um Klish, obviously, fantastic. Uh but the the Aaron Herrera and Pedro Santos as the as the fullbacks, my god, they are going to put in some beautiful crosses this year. Um, I have a ton of respect for both of those guys, uh, for Pelot, Pel- Peltola? I don't know how to say his name. Like, I think he's Finnish. Um, he really impressed me as well. He had a, he had a monster game in the midfield. I thought, um, so we'll see about like this group, right? This is the group that kind of concerns me is like Kudi Pietro like chose promise, but he's still young and I think he's still figuring a lot of things out. Jared Stroud's a decent player, um, but I don't I don't think he's got like the upside. And then obviously Priani is, is the number ten. Um, but like really, it's going to be like Santos, Herrera, Cleish, and all serving into Menteke. And my take is, and you can tell me, Larry, if I'm just completely off my off the rails and just being a straight homer. My take is Menteke is probably not going to play in the Euros. He doesn't have Copa America to worry about. They're not in the Champions Cup. Right. So they're not going to rotate as much as other teams. Okay. He's going to play more games than most other elite strikers in this league. He's already got three goals. He's going to win the Golden Boot this year. Tell me I'm wrong, but he, with the amount of service he's going to get in DC, assuming he stays healthy, and I think DC will be better this year, he's going to win the Golden Boot, even if this team is six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that neighborhood in the Eastern Conference.
2: He's going to score
0: 20 plus goals.
2: Tell me about I, right. I agree that I think he's going to be at near that 20 goal plateau, right? He's already had a great start, three goals. Um and, and again, like you said, that service is crucial. Um right. and whether or not he can stay healthy too. I don't I think it's early, right? I don't think he's going to win the golden boot, but I do think he will be in the top 3 by the end of the season because yeah. it it's a crucial he- year for him if DC United want to be competitive and contend for playoffs they need christian benteke to score i mean you go through the lineup right who who else really on this roster is going to score double digits nobody Nobody. Nobody. um you know so i think benteke is crucial um and again like you said doesn't really create a lot but he's a menace in the box he's great on set pieces corner kicks he's going to score a lot of heading header goals he might lead the league in header goals by the end of the season um and uh yeah so i think that and i think too um just wanted to shout something out obviously when you guys were going through the the lineup right a lot of these guys were offseason acquisitions yeah right into the squad Herrera McVeigh, Bartlett who was in that trade with um with St. Louis uh Jared Stroud you know there's a lot of guys who you know jump right in the squad so um and, and usually it right it's it's sometimes it's just because you acquire a guy doesn't mean he's going to jump right into the squad. Right. You know, um, I mean, just look at, you know, we're not, we're not in Miami here either. Um, (laughs) You know, getting international stars, but, but these guys have come in, they've earned, earned the trust already. They're getting minutes um, where they might've not, you know, Herrera was a consistent player with Montreal and Salt Lake. Bartlett was kind of in and out of the the, the squad uh, with St. Louis McVeigh, you know, played a good amount with Miami. So, um so yeah, and obviously like you said too, uh Mateus click is, is gonna be crucial in midfield, um, and, and you know, kind of setting up things and, and covering a lot of ground. So um, but yeah, I do think Benteke will be in the top three in goals by the end of the season. I'm not I'm not sold on saying golden boot yet. See
0: he, are you are you saying Messi's gonna win the golden boot? Is that your
2: I don't is think gonna... Messi's gonna win it. Okay, cuz uh, I, good. Really, I, yeah, I, I was like not. he's
0: going to be a Copa America. He's going to rotate so much. Like he's I don't think he's going to play that many games, to be fair.
2: I think Messi'll obviously have a good amount of goals cuz it's Messi. Yeah. Now. He's messy. But but I think they're going to the way the Miami's set up, right? They're not I don't think they're going to r- rely on Messi to score 25, 30 goals, right? You have Suarez, right. you have you know so many guys that can kind of chip in goals where you know, we might see a spell where Messi doesn't score five, six games in a row, but he might have 10 assists in that span. Um, I think that's what Miami is probably hoping for, right, is, is for him to be a creator, um, maybe take away some of that pressure from somebody else, Juarez, um, you know, so many people in the attack. So, um, but yeah, I don't think Messi's going to win it either. I also don't have a guy on top of my head right now who I think is going to win it, right? Because yeah. um, it all depends on health and – you know, fitness and competitions. And obviously and we can see, straight. yeah, Dan- Daniel Gazdog's gonna win Golden Boot just, just, from the pe- just from the penalty
1: spot. Hey, he's always the he race, might. So it's it's he only, might. A law of averages are eventually gonna play their part. A... Hey, <laughs> you I'll just say,
0: Benteke is on pace for 102 goals this year. Messi's only on pace for 17. So, <laughs> come on. He's 10 times better than
1: Messi so far. <laughs> Listen, I, I will give you that. I liked what I saw. and And, you know, like, even though DC has been down like as a whole, like they've been able to like cause problems yeah, like consistently, like trust me, I, I know more than anybody else. They yes, love to cause do. problems. I love and, to, I love to text you about them too. And the thing is like when you, when you look and like, even like looking at it from a sober lens, when you look at all the forwards in MLS, like a lot of them are very streaky and maybe not consistent. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Jordan Morris. You just, yeah, you just kill me every time. Menteke is one of those guys where like, He's going to be the guy in this team, like you said. He has the service now. Like, there is a shout. I actually had it written down. I did what if none of y'all brought up DC, which I figured it was coming, but I wanted to bring it up for that reason to go hey, like, Bain Take is one of those guys that you may not think about. You're like, ah, eh, DC, whatever, but like, low key, like, he's going to score goals consistently throughout the year. And that's it's someone that you want to have. Yeah, even if he's a little older, even if he's on the questionable team. Like, it's the MLS, and there's going to be you- chaos. He's not gonna
0: rack up to AA, so he's never gonna be like super consistently OP, like a like a Messi would be. But like he's gonna have those 70, 80 point nights pretty consistently, I think. So like I, I think he's definitely worth having. And just last thought on, on DC as a whole, the system that they were using with the high press and like all the energy that they were use that they were showing. Is not something we've seen from dc in, in quite a while since Lasada, really and Lasada was kind of the last coach that was in my opinion any good so um i know he obviously lost the locker room and pushed them too hard but uh that entertaining wise on the field wise that was the last time dc had a decent product on the field and this gives me definite vibes of that and i think this team has more talent um, so it's a deep Eastern Conference. I'm not saying that they're they're gonna waltz to the playoffs, but I think they definitely fight for the playoffs. And and I think Jorge put it beautifully. They're gonna cause some problems. They're gonna be definitely a thorn in people's sides, even if they're not uh, not pulling out results, you know, away from home or anything like that. But they're gonna be really tough to play at Audi Field, which is gonna be a lot of fun to see. Um, so yeah, that, that's my last thought on DC United.
1: I'm I'm super <laughs> pumped as a DC fan. Great start. And, and and that's and that's kind of a testament to the East being so congested, right? And yeah. and one of my you want you wanna know what my hot take is, is Nashville SC is not making the playoffs this year because mm. they are in a lot of trouble with Hani going down early and losing surge early. If you look at that game against the Red Bulls, they had nothing going. They had no ideas, they had no nothing. Poor Tyler Boyd was just trying to do everything out there by himself. And it's, it's not so much that, like, look, this team, they've always been good defensively. But they've always stuck around. But Bunbury up top is not the answer. And it's one of those <laughs> things where, like, yeah, sure, they can get healthy. Yeah, they could probably go on a run. Like, there's there's a good team in here. My fear is that because the East is so good, Nashville is going to fall behind really early and just not be able to catch back up. And for that reason, and D.C. could be one of those teams, or <clears throat> not Toronto, that could easily just scoop them up, go past them, and uh, I think Nashville is in trouble. So how do you guys feel about that?
2: I think looking, I think you're right about it for sure. Um, I mean, when you think of Nashville, right, you think when Mukhtar is there, obviously they're a different team. But when I think of them, they are a defensive team first more than they are attacking. They're always going to, you know, last season, right, you grind out a lot of one-nothing wins, two-one wins. You don't concede a lot of goals. Um, You know, you have a, a lot of veteran kind of leadership in the back and a and goalie, um, you know, so obviously Mukhtar getting hurt and Surridge getting hurt kind of throws a big wrench into it now for Gary Smith. And what do you, you know, what are you going to do? Um, because you, you have Tyler Boyd. you picked up Tyler Boyd. Um, you have Teal Bunbury, who's been around, you know, kind of forever at this point. Um, so you have guys that can contribute, but do you, you know, there's nobody on that team right now, in the final third when I'm like, you know, that wows me, you know, yeah. with no mootar, no severage. Um, it, it's going to be crucial. Right. And they have champions cup obviously um, tonight and, or, you know, tonight. And yeah. uh, I kept thinking it was Thursday and uh, uh, yeah, they have it tonight. Obviously they have a, a, a lead. So that that's in their favor They're at home. But, um, but obviously too, they want to do, do well and be consistent in MLS. So Um, they're gonna have to balance that now and and try to figure out what what the plan is with both of those key guys out
0: yeah i think nashville gives me kind of cincy vibes but like a lot less talented if that makes sense so like a lot of depth at center back again um the fullbacks are okay but not great and then they have like a defensive mid and sean davis that i really like but I, I don't, he's not as good as Novato, nowhere close to as good as Novato, and then it's just kind of a up front and Mukhtar up front, and if if a goes down, we're talking about Cincinnati in much the same light as we are Nashville right now, uh, which is they have no threat whatsoever going forward, and um yeah, I think it's it's definitely concerning. Um a, a, In my opinion, a defensive team is never really going to be, you know super out of it if that makes sense like i think they'll definitely drop points and i think they'll be lower in the standings but they're also not gonna like get blown out and just like lose 10 games in a row right um they're gonna pull out some one nothing results here and there like that's just kind of what they do um so yeah i think i'm i'm definitely down on nashville but i'm not gonna totally write them off you mentioned it's a deep eastern conference So they kind of do need to come up with some results um, and that might be difficult going up against some of the talent they're going to be going up against. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how they do early with all these injuries and, you know, if the injuries kind of continue. But I could I could definitely see them missing the playoffs for
1: sure. Look at me go. Look at me saying something smart. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But uh, on the other side of that game, though, can we uh, talk? Actually, before we move on, Larry, what's your, what's your opinion on Lucas McNaughton? Because I keep saying, Chris, <laughs> that he's making the round. People are talking highly of him, and Chris just shoots me down every time. Do you have an opinion on Lucas McNaughton at all? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think he,
2: you know, obviously a veteran player now, 28 years old, Um, you know, he's been around for uh, uh, a while now. Um, I mean, in terms of MLS experience, right, he still has only played about a little over 55 games between Toronto and uh and Nashville. Um, yeah, I think he's a good good player for sure. Um, but I don't know if he is the, you know, that long term, right? You know, Walker Zimmerman was on the bench. You know, I'm I'm assuming that was kind of a a resting decision, right, from the Champions Cup um match, you know, the week prior. Um, so, but I, I think He's a good depth piece to have. I don't think he's a star in any way yeah. defensively. Um, he he gets the job done, which is kind of what you'd expect right out of, out of a center back. Um, but I think it's, you know, still Zimmerman's kind of number one role. And then, you know, Jack Mayer's been around, you know, uh, for a little bit now too. Um, and he's younger uh, too. Mayer's just right. younger. And
0: I think Mayer has more upside, to be fair. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's my problem with McNaughton. I don't think he's super bad by any stretch he's a solid player but he's just he's, not he's not a star i don't see him having a ton of potential and i don't think he's like i'm, I'm not not buying his card anytime soon let's just put it that way
1: <laughs> you know who is a star though emil forsberg Forzbo- over on the other side with the red bulls i don't know if you guys watch this game or watch it closely but when he just took the ball and dribbled halfway down the field and just almost banged one in i was like ho. Oh. Man, this is the guy. What did you guys think about his uh, debut? And uh, is he enough for this Red Bull team to be competitive or they still have more work to do?
2: Forsberg, uh, definitely, um, you know, a lot of experience, right? Uh, with, with Leipzig, all, you know, kind of all those years, kind of um, bounced around, uh, you know, in his European career to start and then end up with Leipzig, now with the Red Bulls. I think it was a great addition, right? Because when I looked at the Red Bulls last season, you know, they were – a competitive team, but they didn't, again, one of those things where they didn't have that guy that really wowed you, right? Lewis Morgan got hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, Von Zier really didn't, you know, get it, get it going uh, in the final third. Um, Yes, they had some young players. You had Daniel Edelman and Frankie Amaya and uh, Kyle Duncan. Um, But again, nobody that really wowed you. And I think that Forsberg has so much uh, creativity. Um, He had seven shots in the game against Nashville, um, really was kind of the player of the match in terms of just producing opportunities. And I think, um, you know, he's going to be a great addition for this team that already, you know, already has a good core uh, of players that have returned. And now you just had him in the mix with, you know, with a a healthy Zier, um, Elias Manuel, uh, you know, Lewis Morgan came off the bench, you know, so that was good. Um, they also have some, Younger players, too. Winkleman, Carmota, who who came off the bench. Um, so I think that's uh, Red Bulls are definitely going to, I think, surprise some people in terms of you know what they did last year to now.
0: Eventually they get Surgeon Goma, too, which I think he's mm-hmm. going to be a key piece to this team. Uh, I think this is going to be his breakout year. You hit Daniel Edelman, who I love as a player in, in the center of midfield. Not as high in Frankie Amaya. Never have been. That's just personal. <laughs> Um, but I think one really underrated piece of this team's Cornell, I think as a just strict goalkeeper, he's one of the better goalkeepers in the league. He doesn't get like all the praise that some mm-hmm. of the other guys get. Um, but he reminds me a lot of Drake calendar before Drake calendar, like got on Messi's team and started being on international TV all the time. Um, Cornell just really super solid as a shot stopper. I feel like, and, and he, um, really impresses me, and I think he he's kind of an X factor. And you mentioned Forsberg coming in, being that X factor going forward. Um, and I'm interested to see kind of how they how they stack up with people. Um, you mentioned Van Zier needing needing to step up. I think that's huge. I think they need a number nine that can put the ball in the back of the net because um, I kind of like where they are, you know, in the midfield and uh, in the back and, and, and goalkeeper. So it's it's really a question of. Uh, you know, Forsberg, Lewis Morgan, Van Zier, and Goma, can those guys produce enough goals to really keep this team relevant? Um, and I don't know. I think I think they fight for a playoff spot. Um, we'll see if they get there or not. I think they're right on that line for me in, in the Eastern Conference, like 8, 9, 10, right, right in that neighborhood
1: what do we think Lewis Morgan's production is this year? Like coming off the injury, like you yeah. never really know what you're going to get, but I mean, he showed so much, you know, everywhere he was before that injury. Uh, What do you think we can expect of him? Like, do you think he'll be a dangerous goal scoring? Do you think he's just going to like, maybe just get assists? Like what, what, what do you, what do you think? What do you think he's, his impact is going to be on this team this year?
2: I think, you uh, know, I mean, obviously he had that, that serious injury. So that definitely kind of plays into it. Um, I, I think that, you know, when you look at him and what he's done, right, was it 2022, 18 goals um, in 37? Yeah, it's 18 goals in 37 appearances. Um, and then last year, obviously, derailed by the injury. And then even prior to that, right, he only had seven goals in uh, in two combined seasons with Inter-Miami, um, you know, following his move from Europe. So I think that he's going to be a crucial player for this team, right, because he can create chances, you know, with him shooting or, or setting up his teammates. Um, and whether that means, you know, kind of inching him back into it, right. Um, if that's serious injury, like they have attacking talent now, you know, with Forsberg and Van Zier and Manuel and, um, you know, now you just kind of add him into the mix. Um, you know, uh, like Chris said too, you're going to get Serge and Goma back, um, probably in uh, the, you know, at the end of March, uh, Corey Burke, uh, at the end of March from their injuries. Um, but I think man I think Morgan um you know eventually will will get his get his production back. I don't think it's gonna be 18 goals, but I think it's gonna be um, you know, maybe at the most double digits, but that's being generous. I I would say maybe yeah. like a five to seven goal range and maybe like a six to eight assist range. Um, and that's if he's playing in the starting lineup each week. I think you know you're gonna see Sandra Schwartz kind of ease him back into it before they start really you know relying on him for 90 minutes i
0: think the other thing with lewis morgan is he's he works so well off the ball that you can kind of have forsberg run it and then morgan is kind of the complementary piece right um i think when he scored a bunch of goals he kind of was the main piece right he always had the ball um but i think he's better as that more supportive you know that the backup dancer almost right like the the second fiddle um where he can he can create space for other people and then exploit space if the defenders are going to give it to him so um, i think he is look to your point a, a really key piece for what this team is going to end up doing um and i'm i'm interested to see if if he meshes well with Forsberg because i think that chemistry is going to be crucial to how their season's going to go for sure
1: and if they can get it clicking, it is going to be watch so out. fun to watch. Watch Which out. Which Red Bulls have always been fun to watch, but like well, the past couple of years have been a little eh. But uh, it'll be it'll be nice to have a competitive Red Bull team again cuz uh, the league is better for it. We all we all need a little bit of extra chaos in our lives, right? We need a good New York
0: team. One of the two has got to be good.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Gosh. <laughs> Rest in peace, NYCFC. Hey, shout out. Ha- shout out Trippin and B and Charlotte and that big old big old, big old win. Do you guys have any hot takes or was it just like a game? Charlotte at home. I think they right. got
0: really lucky, to be fair. I know that yeah. the stats don't. I, I did watch a good amount of this game. The stats don't look like Charlotte got super lucky. But like every time I looked, NYC was on a counterattack, I was like, oh, God, they're going to score, you know, and then they just didn't. Like they just weren't great at finishing at the end. Um, but I think, oh, and Santi missed the open,
1: open goal. Yeah. yeah,
0: And, and Trippett is not going to be happy with me, but I, I do think they got a little bit lucky at home. The goal was, uh, pretty lucky. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sold on Charlotte either, but we'll see. I, I don't think those are two really great teams. I think NYC could be better this year, um, than they were last year, like some of the additions that they've, that they've brought in. Um, I don't know if they have the, the coaching is is where I am questioning, I think, with this team. Like when they had, oh, I don't remember the coach's name that left for Europe before.
2: Oh, um, Ronnie Dia.
0: Yeah, yeah, Dyla. He was so good. I loved him as a coach. And then he left and you could just tell like the the flip in, in Talis Magno and some of these other guys are just not the same players anymore. So if they can, you know. If if we get to that point where NYC is still not very good despite their auditions, and they bring in another coach, like I would, I would think they would have the same kind of Toronto, you know, potential to turn it around because they do have talent on this team. Like there's no doubt about the the level of talent. It's just can they can they put it all together? And I'll I'll believe it when I see it. But that's that's my my side of the NYC train.
1: So is, I'm interested is to see what Magno can. on his way out is like is he gone in the summer because he played six minutes in this game uh he just hasn't really ever lived up to it in NYCFC. so what do we do with him
2: yeah i think i think he's a guy right that you know came to mls with a lot of uh kind of a lot of expectation being a young uh you know young south american player um you know had almost 70 games in his uh before he came to NYCFC, and now he has close to a hundred um which is pretty pretty astonishing right for a 21 year old um yeah. 18 goals um 18 goals for the club um you know creative player dynamic player can do a lot um play a lot of different roles right after um probably even you know got flexed in that number nine role when Tati Castellanos left um and uh so I think he he's a guy definitely to keep an eye on I think he. It's a talented player. Um, There's going to be a lot of teams kind of sniffing around that that will want a player like that. And um, you know, like you said, uh, you know, it's only six minutes. Um, I don't know if that's a fitness thing or um, you know, maybe some just getting beat out for positions at this point. But um, I'm not convinced with NYCFC. I think Nick Cushing should have should have been fired uh, at the end of the season. Um, I I didn't think I didn't think he did really did a great job. Um, You know last season had that kind of rough patch where I thought he was going to get let go, but they stuck with him. And, um, you know, I was surprised that he's back. Um, But looking at their roster, you know, you have, you have a lot of creative players, right? Santi Rodriguez, uh, they bring in Hans Wolf, um, you know, Fernandez on the other side, Um, but you know, Talis Magno, but, but overall, like, again, it's nobody, it's not like a team that, again, is going to go out there and consistently score two, three goals a night. I mean, they could be, it, they could, it, they it, have the talent, doing. they have the creative ability to do it. Yeah. But until you start doing it, that's the, that's the toughest part. And then, you know, and then, you know, you get shut out on the road, say what happens, you know, what, ne- what happens in week two and then week th- what could carry into week three. So, um, I don't think the, I think it's uh, definitely going to be a short leash for Nick Cushing. If they, uh, if they come out the gates and say, maybe not have a win by the end of March, mm-hmm. um, I, I think he's might be gone. Yes.
1: Yeah, spe- yeah. Especially so I... with all
2: the good.
0: No, no, go ahead. You, you, you were, you're in there.
1: Oh no, I was just going to say with all the coaches that got let go last year too. the fact that he like kind of made it out alive and uh, <laughs> they might be regretting that in the front office going, maybe we should have moved on it. Cause coaches got coaches got scooped up. Now you got, now you got to go find one that probably has right. a job already. Um.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent agree. I think. I think there's definitely a, a coaching deficiency on this team, because like Julian Fernandez, fantastic. senti Rodriguez, fantastic. Honest Wolf. I have good expectations for. Miho Me. me to I don't know how to say his name. Mihitovic. Um. I actually really liked what I saw from him on tape. Uh. And then Talis Magno. I think the talent's undeniable. Just for reference, this is Talis Magno's chart right here. This is Ronnie Dyla. Ronnie Dyla left right here, (laughs) and you can see the drop off like, literally, it's a visual drop off. You can see how bad he's been since Ronnie Dyla left. This is coaching, right? Um, this is not like a player issue. So, if they get a decent coach in here, like, there's so much talent. Sands and Parks are two of the better midfielders in this league, like, they could own the midfield with this group. Tiago Martins is solid, Tavon Gray's on the bench, like, he's he's a good player, you know. Um, they've got a couple goalkeepers that 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 could both work in in this league so there's no there's no holes like there's really isn't a spot where you go they're really bad at like center back you know like there's not that spot that you need to add to the roster it's just they're they don't have a cohesive strategy they don't have a cohesive you know force pushing them on and and trying to make them great and until they get that um i just i don't think they're gonna they're going to be there but my god when they build that stadium and they have uh the resources that they have to to build roster being in city group i mean this this team could definitely have you know dynasty written all over it if they can figure it out and get it right keep dreaming
1: keep dreaming. you want to talk that di- <laughs> you want to talk dynasty though the columbus crew are they are they a dynasty because uh they're mm. looking a little mean day one and uh they could be running it back they popped atlanta
0: they
2: really popped it. Uh,
1: is, is there a true shout for Columbus going back to back this year? Cause they don't look like they've skipped a beat. What do you think Larry?
2: I think the definitely for sure. Right. Um, they didn't lose a lot of people outside of uh, outside of Julian Russell. Um, you know, you, you keep a lot of the same, same kind of starting lineup, right. From the MLS cup game uh, last, last winter, um, you know, uh Cuco Hernandez with the goal, Diego Rossi with the assist, uh Mo Farsi at right wing back, Nagby and Morris kind of um creating that that really strong partnership in midfield. Uh Patrick Schulte in that um you know and then I, I just think that you know Wilfred Nancy has done a great job with this team in terms of um you know just obviously relying on those stars but also providing those opportunities to young players. I mean I was able to kind of cover a lot of these young players with MLS next pro, right? Jason Russell Rowe and Mark Mo Farsi, um, uh, Zawadzki in defense, uh, Max Arfston off the bench. So, um, and, and you don't see that. I mean, outside of, I think outside of like Jim Curtin with the union and trusting young players, um, oh, Wolf yeah. has definitely kind of done that as well. Uh, Nico Estevez has done that with Dallas. Like, they're, they're, I mean, not everyone does it. And, um, I think it's good to see right for the league and for the players. And I think Columbus is definitely going to be a, a force again, this season, um, you know, a great win uh, over Atlanta United, who's looking to try to get back to being, uh, you know, relevant in the East and, and winning trophies. Um, and who knows, um, you know, the crew, right. You got champions cup, you have MLS, you have leagues cup. Um, it could be a, you have supporter shield. It could be a, maybe a multi-trophy hall for, for the crew oh. this season. Oh, we getting a little treble talk. So,
0: okay, here we go. I'm I'm going to disagree with you. Oh. Here's why. Oh. the crew will not win multiple trophies because this team is going to get blown apart in the summer. Kucher and is going to be gone. Aiden no way. is going to be gone. They're going to the, European teams are just going to take a shopping list to this team. Uh, and yes, they have depth, and they'll they'll still be good. Like I, I, I mean, they're still going to host a playoff game, in my opinion. But to win an MLS Cup, you have to get lucky to some degree, right? Like there's plenty of teams that have the talent to win MLS Cup, and only one team can win it. Um, so to do it back to back takes an insane amount of luck. Um, but also this is gonna be a completely different team. I think Rossi is gonna be the only one that really is gonna stay here. Um, I mean Nagby, yes, but I think Nagby is is at some point he's gonna age, right and some sometime nope. in the future, no nope. um he's going to not be able to run the most amount of miles of any player in the freaking mls every year. Um I do like Russell Rowe a lot, so I think he's going to come and replace CuJo. Um so again, I don't think they'll be bad. I just this team is not going to get kept together like this the whole season. I just can't see it. There's no way that that these guys all are going to stay here for an entire season. If they do, yes, they're probably going <laughs> to win like three trophies. But I think that's my that that's why I disagree. Is I think they get blown apart in the summer, unfortunately. But that's how this how this league works. You know, you have a good good team. Everybody wants to come and 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 take all the all the decent players. But I will say, Wilfred Nancy,
1: probably the best coach in the league. So that's a huge advantage that
0: they have on everybody else.
1: Do, do you really do you really think they'll sell people out? I don't. I don't think. Like unless the numbers right, I don't think they want to sell people off. But I think, th- like, if you if you're
0: dominating MLS, you're going to get such high offers for like Cucho and Aiden Moore specifically. There's no way those guys don't want to test, you know, Europe. I mean, the Cucho's already been in the Premier League.
1: What do, what do you think, Larry? Uh, you
0: think
1: I mean, it,
2: I, I, it's tough, right? Because you know you. You would hope that they kind of just finish the season, and then you could sell them in the winter. Um, then yeah, you don't yeah. kind of know what the stock is, and um, for a guy like Hernandez, who was in England, was a couple other places, you don't know what the market's going to be like at that point, and and what his form's going to be at. Um, you know, same thing with Morris. I'm kind of curious to see where Morris ends up, right? Because he's you know another American guy that I think we're going to see overseas in europe um it's just about where and and what spot is the right fit for him um but i think too like uh i mean i think even if two if you lose aiden morris you still have nagby in the midfield right i mean nagby's won yeah what's that four mls cups now um i mean the guy's the guy's done extremely well in his career. Uh, it's like and I think
0: three different teams. Is
2: that right? Yep. Yep. Atlanta, Not even Port- like he was
0: part of a dynasty that just won four, you know, like Decent United, really. Like, dude, dude leaves somewhere they win immediately. It's incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. he's. Uh, and I think, too, even if you lost the Morris, I think having that, that leadership in Nagby, right? could just ease someone else into the mix um right. so I mean obviously they won't be Aiden Morris but right. uh I, I don't know I, I'm curious to see how it shakes out and and like you said uh chris I think Nan- nancy is just you know kind of risen into that plateau of coaches in, in the league um you know he, he's definitely a smart coach knows knows a lot about the game and and um you know rewards a lot of the young players uh as well so um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, but obviously a, a
1: great star for them in their, uh, you know, their title defense. I, I don't know. I'm high on this team. Like watching a team be able to just like, no matter who they play, I mean, and, and they, they figured it out later on last season, but like just finding a team who could literally just shut the other team out, not let them do anything not let them execute their game plan, just completely suffocate them out of games. Um, you don't really see a lot of teams do that and consistently and just every time um so yeah until until proven otherwise man columbus is straight to the moon at this point because uh they they're up there and you want to know another team that might give a run for their money on the other side which could possibly be mls cup we're overreacting all right we've been talking for three minutes we're overreacting because i'm gonna bring it i know i'm gonna put a smile on chris's face la galaxy oh no got some new acquisitions you got push in there you got paint hill which looked incredible Gabriel Pett came in, you know, beat a little people off the dribble. Uh this team is fun in the attack. Defensively, got a little questions. Do we need Jalen Neal back in him? We trust. We know him. We love him. How do how do how do we feel about uh LA Galaxy? Uh disregarding the way it ended. LA Galaxy.
2: I, I mean, I think you you definitely hit the the nail on the head, right? So a lot of attacking pieces uh this season. Um, you know. Puig in midfield, Fagundes, Paint Sill, who, who had a, a really good uh, debut, uh, Joe, Joe Vlitch, um, you know, in, in the attacking, uh, and Peck off the bench. Um, yeah, I think the big question mark, right, is going to be the defense and, and whether or not they can stay uh, consistent, um, you know, throughout the season. Um, and, and obviously, too, I think, you know, John McCarthy has been around for a while, um, local guy here in, 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 you know, my neck of the woods, um, nice. you know, and uh, has had a really good career, right, of just, a, you know, staying in the league and being part of, you know, some big moments, right, obviously when helping LAFC win that MLS Cup uh, a couple seasons ago where he probably didn't think he was going to be coming off the bench. <laughs> right. um, so now he comes in, he's a starter again, um, and uh, so I think, too, can he kind of live up to those expectations of being a starter um you know again uh last year i know he was a starter obviously with cripple out in lafc but um you know prior to that he was really just a a bench option so um so yeah i think it's going to be a definitely a better galaxy team getting Jalen neal back is going to be crucial um but overall i think it's gonna um you know a good good result for them week one obviously you would have liked the the three points against Messi in Miami, but, uh, had it. you know, they had it, but, uh, had it. you know, but you'll take it, right. You'll take it at that point and, um, you know, move forward. And uh, I think they're going to have a good season. LA galaxy. I think,
0: I think you nailed it with McCarthy is like, what is this dude's story? Right. Right. <laughs> Is he the guy that was kind of in, in Miami and was kind of becoming the starter there? And then Drake Callender, who I think is one of the best goalkeepers in the league, shows up and just kind of loses out to another better goalkeeper, comes to L.A. as a backup, gets his chance with Coupeau going down, plays really well, right, for for a long time, and now he gets his own team with the L.A. Galaxy and a team that's got expectations, like was that? Was he just really good at LAFC because they just had a really good team and they're just the best team in the Western Conference? had a lot of good pieces in front of them, so he didn't have to do a lot. Um, and the Miami thing was he just got beat up by Drake Calendar, or is he a guy that's lost his job in two different places and is now coming to LA with expectations? And he's you know you know how's he gonna how's he gonna play? So I think I could see his story you know being both ways. I could see him being. You know, a talented guy that's just been super unlucky and that kind of took his chance. Or I could see, you know, a guy that continues to get beat out wherever he goes, you know, um, and is really not that good. Um, so I think that's a key piece. You mentioned Jalen Neal not playing. Um, I think he's in training, so I hope he's back soon. Um, but, I mean, Yoshida and Kassaris aren't aren't terrible at the back, to be fair. Um, and, and this team was, was really a, a, a horrendous call on a, on a red card. Uh, if they keep margie delgado in this game or mark delgado in this game um i I mean there's no there's no way to say that they wouldn't have scored obviously but like you playing 11 on 11 you got a much better chance than 11 on 10. um so i mean and they should have scored three four goals in this game like let's be honest drake calendar stood on his head and again drake calendar is one of my favorite goalkeepers in the league um, and it's good that he's now on the messy team where he gets the actual recognition he deserves because he keeps doing this where like other teams should be scoring three, four goals and they don't. Um, so I, I, I love Drake Calendar's performance. I thought everybody else was just terrible. Like honestly, throughout the game, Miami was so slow. Miami was just getting pounded all the time. They, they just have no pace. They've, they've no like if teams press them at all, like you think they should be able to pass their way out of it because they're Barcelona and like that's what they do. <laughs> but they, they can't move anymore. Like they have no pace. Um so yeah, I think Bar- I think Miami's got some some issues here that some teams are gonna gonna try to expose, I think. Um but yeah, obviously really good start for for LA. And if you're a Sora player and you've got a Ricky Pooch like I do, and he's playing in a big game, start the man. Like the man loves a big stage. The bigger the stage, the better he's going to play and he dominated this game. I was so pumped. He needed to put that penalty away and he had 100. Like that that's it. Um he's he's one mistake away from a from a perfect score. So, yeah, I I have nothing bad
1: to say I about Pooch. That. I love Pooch. Uh I'm biased in my opinions. Never really count on this matter, Larry. Where do you fit? Where do you sit on the whole Inter Miami line? Are they, are they going to? Are they just going to win it all? Are they going to? Str- are they going to make the playoffs? Where? What is your opinion on this Inter Miami team? <laughs> I can't give a real answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're going. They're obviously uh, enough talent to win the league, but obviously it, it's MLS. You know, there's always something something crazy going on someone's going to come out of nowhere and and do well i think down the second half of the season um i think you know everyone's really sold on miami i I think they're obviously going to make the i think they're going to make the playoffs um i don't know if they're i don't back them to win the league um solely because of messi and suarez and alba and Busquets. um and other drake calendar but uh i do see them being competitive i do see them you know competing for trophies whether it's you know Um, you know, you know, the league or supporter shield or, uh, you know, leagues cup. Um, I think they're, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be in matches. Um, but I don't see them winning MLS cup. Um, I just think that there's going to be a team, uh, probably a much younger team, um, that, (laughs) uh, that has legs and can run for 90 minutes. Um, and two, you never know what's going to happen, uh, with, with acquisitions and who makes some moves. Um, you know it's it's so early to say. I think you know one team, you know one team. I definitely, I think, really like and and Jorge will like this is Orlando City. Uh, I, yes. think. Uh, I mean That's not good. a not not a <laughs> I mean not a great week one result. Obviously, yeah. you have Champions Cup and you advance in that, which is crucial. Um, but there's a lot of talent on this team. Keeping Duncan McGuire, I think, was was important. You know, you have Facundo Torres, who is an MVP talent um you get lewis muriel uh you know uh to in that attacking core so i think it's a good um you know i think orlando city definitely a team to watch and um that's actually you know probably going to be the the my eyes will be that on that this weekend right miami oh, versus yeah. orlando city in state rivalry
1: um it'll be it'll be a good one oh yeah no keep going keep talking i love it <laughs> i'm loving it just, just keep throwing it out here no it's gonna be great yeah, yeah I'm, I- I'm trying I'm trying to like not, not let the Orlando fandom get to me, but, uh, I mean, we've been excited uh, for the past couple of years, ever since Oscar Pereja really turned the team around, but you could feel it in the air that, uh, there's something special brewing. Uh, I mean, Muriel debuted last night. Uh, it's not necessarily like full 90 fit for the MLS, but uh, he looks really good. He doesn't need to be, uh, he can just show up and just be dangerous in the box. So, uh, very, very exciting times. I'm trying, I'm trying to like be rational about it, but, uh, the excitement is real down here in Orlando and, uh, We want more trophies. That's all I'm going to say.
0: More trophies? After you beat the USL team for
1: your only trophy ever? Okay. Even to Orlando, like the only trophy we win, of course, (laughs) is to get the USL. Why (laughs) why wouldn't it be? I mean, come on. (laughs) In perfect cardiac cat fashion. That's how we do
0: it. So you you can explain away, right, the first result. But, like, for my money, that was the worst result of the weekend. A home draw against Montreal. I was not expecting that at all. So, like, what happened? Like, I didn't watch the game. What happened?
1: I mean, there was chances. Didn't put them away. Uh, Canada. But, like, you got to think about it. We play Miami on Saturday. <laughs> Canada happens. We play Miami on Saturday in Miami. And then we, we have our rematch against Grace the following Tuesday. Right now, like, it was a lot, of, a lot of tired legs. It was weird. I mean, there was chances. There really was. Uh, I rewatched the game recently. We looked good for parts of those games uh, in perfect Orlando fashion. We started the game really slow uh and montreal really put it to us and montreal just kind of sat back and absorbed pressure and everybody knows orlando city has struggled to break that down and that's nothing new and they continue to do so but uh no the, the real test is going to be this weekend against messi and then turn around and see what we can do to Grace. because uh the way that the way that we lost in uh champions league last year to Grace when we basically had him uh yeah it's going to be a game to watch next week so you got you got it in. You got Huan in this game this weekend. That's oh, okay. You got Huan. I just say that before the game, me and my buddies were like, oh, could you imagine if Huan just <laughs> passes and makes an assist to Joseph Martinez? And we're like, "Haha, that's not going to happen. And it almost happened right in front of me too. I was on that left side of the goal, like Huan was running at me and just passes it to Joseph. And good thing he's washed that he missed it. But I I, I would have quit. I would have walked out of the stadium. I, I, My heart wouldn't have been able to handle that. It just, <laughs> no. Oh,
0: jay Vick's got a question for you jorge throw, throw kyle that up smith
1: there. el soldado okay that is our guy kyle smith is the man you always need okay love him keep him on the squad team friendly deal keep him forever kyle smith is the goat
0: Whew.
1: talking about orlando dude. Okay? i get all excited yeah you're all right you <laughs> need a break uh larry tell me do you have any other hot takes we've been talking for an hour Do you have any other takes, any team that we didn't cover, Anything that you're like, I need to get this out there, these people need to know?
2: Anything on your mind? Mm, Trying to think. Uh, I think I pretty much hit everything. I think, you know, obviously the teams that we kind of expect will be there at the end of the season will probably probably be there, right? You know, the Cincinnati's, the Columbus's, the LAFC's, uh, the Seattle's. um, You know, I think, uh, you know, I think looking at it, like, you know, from a local perspective, I think that obviously to me, this is the Philadelphia unions last chance with this kind of core players that really lift the trophy other than the supporter shield. Uh, and you know, I I think there's just a lot of talent on this team. Um, you know, you bring back Kai Wagner, you bring back Bedoya, who's a veteran leader. Um, you have uh, a really great trio, um, you know, at the top of that attacking, uh, core with Carranza, Ura and Gazdag, um, Quinn Sullivan, you know, playing, uh, playing more now in kind of a, a, midfield role. Um, uh, and then you have Jack McGlynn, who obviously I think is continuing to to grow into a consistent first team player. Uh, both of those guys, best player on the field last night in, in CONCACAF oh. champions cup. Um, and that's pretty, pretty cool to say, right. Two homegrown players, um, you know, under 21 years old, best players uh, you know, in a champions cup game. Um, so uh, I think uh I think overall this is it this is it for the union, right? Because you signed Wagner to a three, I think it was three year deal. Um I don't see him playing all three years. I think he's he will eventually go back to Europe. Um and uh, you know, Carranza is gonna be on the radar of teams this summer. Um kind of shocked they were able to keep him as well. Um, but overall, um, yeah, I think it's the last chance for the union. If not, uh might be uh might be a tough road back.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if they can hold on to those guys, McGlenn. And I mean, it seems like Quinn Sullivan is is breaking out. Like this oh, is a great start to the season for him. Obviously, like where does he play That's the problem? Like, there's so much attacking talent here. Um, You still got Harriel, man. Like, Harriel's still really good. Kai Wagner. You got center back depth. You got Jose Martinez, maybe the best defensive mid in the league outside of Nwobito. Like, man, this team's just loaded. They've got so much talent. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if they can keep it together because I don't think they have the depth that they've had in previous years. It's like if they get hit by injuries or, like, they get – you know, they lose a couple guys to transfer – this isn't like you're bringing Jack McGill and Clint Sullivan on off the bench. Like those guys are your guys now. Like there's nobody else you're bringing in off the bench. That's really going to have that big impact. So, um, it's a riskier team, I think than than previous Philly teams, but man, the upside is still there. Like they could, like if if we're sitting here in December and Philly's just run the table and and killed everybody, I'm not shocked at all. You know, like, like that's, that's a hundred percent normal. Um, and yeah, Bob, Bob is saying defense is brutal for Philly. Yeah, yeah. Bob. I mean Glesness. Um,
1: they haven't played defense all season. Yeah. Three games.
0: They need an Andre Blake to play defense. Yeah. That's kind of kind of how they play defense. So um, but yeah, this, this team could be still really, really good. Hey, so at least Glesness it's not right bending. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's
2: <laughs> at true. Least that was a big Bendic. save
1: last night by Simile. So kept him alive no, no it, it, it's it's a good fun and look super park's always a great place to be i was lucky enough to be there last year so uh that place is popping so a good Philly is good for everybody and yeah no great shouts on Quinn Sullivan and uh Jack McGlynn, because wow like in these past couple games if Ooh. they can keep that up for the entire season my word man Philly's gonna be back and we were we were down on them last year there was question marks like you really felt like like you were saying it's kind of like the end of an era and you're like ah oh, man and then this year i, I think you're right that th- this is it's make or break this year for Philly and uh Look, man, they're always great. They're always fun. So a tough Philly team to beat always good for this league. Um, Chris, anything else you got? Anything else you want, want to talk about? MLS takes guy, man, we're, we're sweating today. I showed my lineups here
0: that have four uh, Philly captains, um, but yeah, we're, we're sweating out some rewards. So hopefully Kip Keller can get rolling and we can pick up another rare reward. Had a really good weekend last weekend and yeah, we've, we've got some dudes coming out here. Hopefully, Jack Mahara gets a start later on, and, and we'll be rolling.
1: Miles and Laura didn't get the start, but
0: we're, we're here. We're here there for it, man.
1: There you go. We good, love it. Good man. week. MLS is back. Uh, Larry, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being yes, a guest. Sir. Everybody that was in the chat, Bob, Javek, Marcaris, everybody. Uh, Larry, if you got anything going on, let people know where they could find you. Plug your stuff, and uh, we can go watch some CONCACAF.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, guys. It was uh it was a blast to to overreact for an hour on MLS. Yes. Um, and uh yeah, you can follow me on, on uh on X at L Henry Zero One Nine. I keep wanting to say Twitter just because it's uh still <laughs> It'll on my always mind be Twitter. Twitter. Um I kind of you know I'm like grinding my teeth saying X and not yeah. Twitter, but um yeah, L Henry Zero One Nine on X and then obviously um, uh, you know, my writing at SBI Soccer, MLS Next Pro, uh, MLS. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a great season. Uh, glad we have uh, what's that about? Uh, eight, nine more months left to go. Uh, Let's go. can't, can't wait.
0: Year.
1: Yeah, uh, oh, we love it. MLS is back, baby.